On this week's episode of Never the Empty Nest, we think we have it all figured out with our grandmother. And um, oops, rewind, throw all the plans out the window, and here we go by the seat of our pants. So let's go. Ride with us. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands Never the emptiness, my mother always says Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest Never the emptiness, my mother always says Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. Here we are, the three of us again, the trio. It's spring break. Be forewarned, there might be the pattering of children in the background, an occasional yell, a moo moo or animal sounds happening from Marina. All those things could happen. Also, our dog just came home from the doggy hotel because we went to Peppa World this weekend. All that said, welcome. Welcome again. This week, we're going to be talking about a few things, which is we're going to be talking about what happened, uh, the continuation of what happened last week with my grandmother. And then we're going to lead into a very small conversation about menopause. What? Okay. (laughs) Why don't we start with our days? Nico, why don't you start? And, you know, the last few days. The last few days, I have been dealing with Lily having a what we think is a sty. Friday night, she had like this little bump under her eye and I thought it was a bite. I was like, did you get bitten? I mean, it could happen. And then she wasn't complaining about it. And then the next morning it was bigger and then throughout the day it was bigger. And then it was like this, it looked like she got punched in the face, in the eye. It was like this just swollen eye. And then she freaked out. You know, Lily. Well, I mean, anyone's not going to love how that looks, right? But that was pretty scary. She sent a picture and it was like massive. It was really massive, and she's like, I don't want, don't look at me. No one look at me. Joaquin is looking at me. That was like all day yesterday. <laughs> she said she looked like a creep. She's like, I look creepy. I'm not going to school on Monday. Thankfully, she's there because it is so crazy. Like, we've been back and forth to the portal of the pediatrician's office all weekend, and they're like, oh, it seems to be a sty. Just keep an eye on it put warm compresses, whatever. The warm compresses totally worked because literally from, you saw that picture yesterday morning, right? In the afternoon, it was so much better. Thank goodness. Because what was freaking me out. She looked like a boxer. She looked like a boxer. And she was like, I see kind of blurry from that eye. So that I was like, oh God. I I imagine that caused that, but you know, it was all, it's all good now. I've also been super frustrated because I hurt my hip after the whole, half marathon thing and I miss running and I haven't been able to do that. So I've been doing like strength training and I'm super sore. <laughs> um, but other than that, that's, that's um, my life right now. It's fine. Everything's good. Amazing. I'll go next. Cause then we'll talk to mom, which will lead into some conversation about renovations and what that's like. And also mom. So yeah, mom has a lot going on. I think she, hers is going to be the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally feel old. I mean, for not old, I just feel like I feel mature. I feel like old shit's happening. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 
Am I middle-aged? <laughs> not quite I, yet. I, you know, you're not I'm, yet there, but you're like pre. Um, am I having a midlife crisis? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. My mom's nodding her head. It's happening. Uh, that's what's happening over here. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But literally, I'm like, oh, there's things happening. And I feel like I know everything and nothing. I am like calm and the opposite. I'm like, what the? Anyway, we'll go into that in a second because literally I am actually premenopausal. I'm young for it, but it's happening. I have not had my period in four months. Well, mom mom was early menopause, right? Had a, had early menopause. Yeah. So. yeah. But put a pin in that because yeah. yeah, first yeah. I'll tell pause, you fun thing. Pause. Peppa. Peppa. Pause <laughs> on the menopause. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keep an eye on the sty and pause on the menopause. Wow. <laughs> Two in one episode. Amazing. So we went to we went to Peppa World in, uh, I think it's Winter Park or Winter Haven, Florida. One of the two. You'll have to look it up because I might be saying one of those wrong. Well, I am saying one of them. It's the other one. And there's a Peppa Pig world. And it's really small and lovely and cute. And you can, it's like toddlers never go to go on rides. Oh, my toddler's coming in with her cat and her. Why isn't she at school today? It's spring break, guys. Oh, it's their spring, spring break. break. Got Play-Doh in her hand and a little cat. Well, they get it early, the spring break. Marina, Marina, we're doing something right now. Can, can we're doing a, we're doing a, can you go over there? Can you go over there? Yeah. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I told you there would be animal sounds in this no, episode. No, she said no. Say meow. I told you she said meow. No, she said no first, and then that was a meow. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's all her cat sounds. Anyway, here she is. We took this little twerp here to. That's right next to us now, and she might stay for a little while to Peppa World, and it's great because it's for two to five-year-olds essentially oh, like the rides that the kids can't go you know they can never go on a bunch of rides because they are not the height and whatever they can go on everything it's all very gentle and sweet and kind and all the kids have british accents <laughs> because they talk like peppa and it's adorable and like nothing can go wrong in that little world you know what i mean so we had a really really lovely family time we also went to legoland which was really fun okay that's my summary i'm distracted by marina i'm gonna let mom talk while i bring her out of the room because she's literally doing play-doh and so is mom she's not bothering me she's fine hello everyone um hey. Hey. She's putting up a cat. No, yeah. nobody can see this. I think I'm gonna move her. Okay. No, no. I think okay. it's better. Don't rock the boat. She's just sitting there. Yes. Okay. So I'm um, very excited because I have confirmation that we can um, move back into our apartment on the 31st, which is not this Friday, but the next. Uh, we're at the very tail end of all the little stuff. Um, and um, we're actually uh, consumed by Marina now and her. Can painting. you concentrate? Because you sound like you're getting distracted. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I guess she's so cute. Okay. 
I'm here. Okay, it's been Not an ordeal, distracted. but you're finally going in soon. You can move back soon, yes, right? We're, we're moving back. It took forever for different reasons. I cannot br blame the contractor. I can only blame that. Uh, first of all, we lost almost two months with the holidays, but that was on purpose, and we knew that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, what started out as just a couple of very much needed repairs turned out into tearing down a wall and everything that comes with that and then tearing down closets and the thing is that we're moving back and the happiest thing is that Ignacio can get his bed back <laughs> <laughs> because Vanessa was very generous with her home which we are here how many one two three four adults two children one bathroom Mm -hmm. and they gave us their master bedroom and we're very comfortable there but Iggs has been sleeping in an inflatable mattress for I think two months that's fine we were it literally doesn't bother us but I think all of this brings us also to you're moving back, which we'll miss you. Honestly, it's been great. We've had a great time. Awesome. Mom needs some space. I know that she's like on top of all her clothes and stuff, but it's been fun. Well, it proves how little we need, actually, because we have been living with very, very, I would say about four feet of space in as far as the clothes that one hangs up on. To be clear, we didn't put my mother in a four-foot space. Let's be very clear here. Uh, she has the the whole, whole house if she wants it, but like she's talking about where she's well, your put personal her things, where Ignacio comes in and out a thousand times every afternoon because he is obsessed with doing laundry, and uh, that's where the laundromat is in this house. It's out there. But seriously, we've loved it. Actually, they went away for the weekend. I stayed. I would have loved to go to Peppa World, but we're sort of weaning off my mother of some medication. And it went fairly well on the weekend. So we'll start here on the catch up. Last week, my grandmother was having essentially like a deep dive into her dementia that she's been having and she's revisiting the trauma. And you could listen to last week's episode if you want to sort of get what we're talking about. But essentially, she's like revisiting the trauma of her mother, her mother's death. Uh, and she thinks that we have her mother and that we're keeping her mother from her. So I'm just going to summarize it for those that didn't hear last week, but you should go back and listen to the whole thing because it's detailed. But in essence, my grandmother lost her mother when she came from Cuba. This is the real story, the actual real thing that happened to her. She came from Cuba in the early 60s. She was going to bring her mother and her mother died before she was able to come. So that never saying goodbye, that deep divide, that rift has stayed with her forever and she has never, ever, ever been able to surpass it. And now in her dementia, she has invented that her mother is now here in the United States and that she's staying at my house and that we're keeping her from her. And that at first it was because we had told her, oh, like we we're going along with the story. We we're like, oh, she, you have a cold, my grandmother, so we can't bring her. We're trying to like figure out how not to break the story because you're not supposed to in dementia. Um, so we were going along with it until the point that now she's very angry she was very, very angry at us um, because she thought that we were keeping her mother from her. And we couldn't at the same time break the story because we couldn't tell her that wasn't true because you're not supposed to do that. So last week we were going to go tell her another fiction 
uh, another story on top of what was, uh, you know, what she was making up, which was that her mother was at my house, even though she was 130 years old and, um, we were keeping her from her. So we were going to go over there because the person who came in to help last week had told her, what if it's not that they're keeping her? What if it's that, you know, they weren't able to take her out of the island, meaning me, my mom, my sister, we weren't able to take her mother out of the island. And therefore they feel bad about this and they feel so horrible and they feel so guilty. And, you know, they, they feel bad and they don't want to tell you and they don't want to break the news to her. That seemed to her plausible. And so we were like, let's go with this story. Let's go show up. And as soon as she brings it up, because she brings it up the second we walk into the door, as soon as she starts talking about it, we say, you know, mama, you're right. You're right. You're right. We've been not wanting to tell you that what happened was that we haven't been able to take her out of the island and she's actually still there. And, you know, we were feeling very horrible about that. And then we were about to go with this story. We go, we show up and she's been having like, you know, these total breakdowns all every day, all the, all the time. Like, like one thing was clear, you show up and she had the meltdown about this. Right. And it was like to the point where her, her voice was like screaming. So we get there and she doesn't talk about it. It's just totally fine. She's like, la di da normal, you know? And we're like us three people who she knows the granddaughters and the mom and the daughter. And we're like, um, well, I told mom, I was like, we shouldn't say anything right now. Like why rock the boat? She's totally calm. Like why, why bring it up and create right. a showdown, you know, which I agreed with. And mom was just, she had this face of like her, she was like staring at her. Yeah. You were unsure. Like, mom was, mom was, was like, uh, we should tell her anyways, like her eyes wide open. She was like really just staring at the whole thing and kind of like, what the heck? do we do now? So we decided at that moment not to tell her anything because she was not having a crisis. So then we left and the senora that takes care of Mamang calls mom and is like, oh my gosh, you guys left. And almost immediately Mamang said, oh, I forgot to tell Vanessa, remind her about my mother. And we're like, oh, no, <laughs> it's still in her brain. And then mom was like, see, we should have just said it. So that happens all the time where other people are there. Not that a lot of people go there, just us, but one of us other than me are there. And then she, I guess she enjoys that moment and she forgets about her mom. And then uh, she goes back to it. But, and then obviously I am deadly afraid every day of coming, I am afraid of going in because I know what I'm going to confront. It's like I said it last time, somebody cornering you and you need to gather every, every cell of self-control because what you want to say is mom, mom, you're driving me crazy. Uh, abuela died. Remember, blah, I'm not, I didn't, I won't. But truthfully, I wouldn't be telling the truth if I wouldn't say that, because that's what you want to say. You want to say like you're dealing with someone who is all there in her head, but she's not. And so 
obviously I went back, but she hasn't mentioned her Saturday or Sunday. Uh, at the same time, we're weaning her off some meds that we need to be for her uh, hallucinations and her psychosis, actually. This became a psychosis with her. And so today, the one pill left, right, that she takes late afternoon, we're going to reduce the dosage, which will may trigger bigger hallucinations, but we need to do it for five days so that we can start her on a different medication. She's very sensitive, we found, to all these meds, but I am praying and hoping that she's moved on from her mother uh, because she's not sleeping at all. She's not sleeping. This is our next, at all. Like she Now she sleeps on the recliner and she's not sleeping. So it's a big deal. We feel trapped. I feel trapped in this. And at the same time, I don't want to be anyplace else, if that makes any sense, which is the reason I didn't go to Peppa World, actually. And we're going to have to deal with, with this forever. And, and it's that the feeling that I've had or I've recognized this weekend is I feel like I'm trapped, but I don't want to go anywhere. So it's I'm trying to process that. So that's where I'm at. For me, the thing that I have come to is like the thing wants to the thing wants to break you, right? Like the actual dementia thing wants to like break everybody because she's like she was doing this thing that was essentially, like we said last week, uh, affecting the family dynamic because for the first time she was very angry and turned against us because she thought we were holding something from her, which she had created in her own mind. But so like the in part of your like defense mechanism is like, okay, well then I can't show up because she might slap me or hit me or do something to me. You know what I mean? Like you, you actually think that like, she's gonna, she's so angry right now because wouldn't you be angry if you thought that someone was holding your mother from you who you haven't seen since you left Cuba and gone into exile and into being a, like, wouldn't you be so angry that you might punch someone? Like sometimes you're like, wow, I'm, I'm afraid to go there because what is she going to do to me? And then you can't let that fear actually stop you from actually going because I think that the actually going brings her back potentially mm -hmm. out of the fake world and into the real world, which is like, here's your granddaughter and your two daughters, and you really can't have them around if your mother's still around because she would be 130. Not that she's logically saying all of that, but somehow like that, like little nest of people around her, like what my mom was saying, she just enjoys it. So then it takes her out of the thing. And she only goes back to it when you've left or left for a long time. You know what I mean? which a long time for them could be like two days. You know what I mean? Like it's the point is you can't be afraid of the potential consequence of going just like the day that we had to take her out of the hospital, which we've talked about. You can't be afraid of going. You just have to go and be present. And sometimes love is just being present even through the shitty stuff. And that's it. We were like really in a really hard place. And then even the, when she was just being normal, we were like, oh, okay. We're just going to go with this. But it's like this constant, um, my mom's saying trap. I'm saying reaction, reactive. But my mom's in a different place completely. It's a trap. That's how I can best describe it. Because you can't get out of it. Because she's in it. And if she's in it, you're in it. 
and she is the one that's actually leading the process. And, you know, if she would just hit me in the face and it'll be over, I, I'll take that anytime. It's not that. She corners you. She interrogates you. She, she tells you, like, why are you doing this to me? You, you've taken my mother from me. You, it's, it's horrible. But then again, I, if I leave, and granted, I can leave because I go to work, so that's fabulous. <laughs> and I say, I don't come back. You know, it's like the kids who cry and cry and cry, and then you let them cry, and you say, you see, they learned not to cry. No. What they learned, well, this is my personal opinion. They learned that it doesn't matter if they cry. You're not going to pick them up, okay? Which is something to consider. So with her, um, you don't go, and she stops talking about it and talking about it and stops talking about it, and you think that it's gone, but it's not gone. Yeah, it's not gone. You just picked her up for a moment. But the truth is that for the last two days, she has not brought it up to us or to me or the ladies that helped me with her. And so I am praying that because she has forgotten other things, like the people that lived in the garage that had TVs and small kids and people came in and out and, and that went away. And so in the midst of trying to transition her into another psych med that will diminish all these hallucinations and and stories that make her suffer obviously i wouldn't care if she was like you know the, the old man in peter pan uh and makes up stories that are you know wild and crazy but the thing with this story is that she's suffering and that's why i want her to snap out of it but i think all of them are bad like if we're talking about the, you know the lost his marbles he really thought he lost his marbles it's really dramatic i mean his mind you know it's a, it's it's all depending on going back to peter pan sorry to hook specifically i think she's talking about yes yeah i don't know listening to you talk is just makes me think that what you're saying essentially is the only way to escape the trap is to stay in it <laughs> and love is staying and love is sometimes leaving for some people. Mm -hmm. Only you know what that is and your particular situation. We've talked about this before. Like in your marriage, love was leaving. Love for your kids, love for certain things that were pulling you in a direction of leaving. And in this particular case, it's staying. But of course, this is our family and, you know, the solutions that we're sort of cobbling together. Exactly. There's many options. All of them are good options, safe options for my mother. This is what I saw. In a way, it's a selfish thing because this is what I can live with. So um, it's also me involved in this scenario. You know, it makes it more difficult. Ivana and I, well, and Nikki too, but Ivana and I particularly because we're here in Miami that everything, it ha it, we are convinced that everything is more complicated because we are, although she and I are under the same roof, we haven't been under the same roof in the building because I'm here and there and everywhere. Listen, if she would be inside my house, it would be so much easier. Yeah. Because she's there, we go in and out and, you know, whatever, but we're not. 
She doesn't want to sleep in my apartment because she says that people are coming in through the window in her room in my apartment where she was staying before. And she wanted to be in her house in the room, which is a den that has no windows. And so we're in and out anyway, but it's not the same thing. I personally don't think it's the same thing, Vana doesn't either. You're gone for like longer periods of time when you're not under the same roof, right? It's like you said, the in and out. And then if, because it's longer periods of time, she's left alone with her thoughts, right? And so it starts to brew. And the longer she's by herself or without family, you know, around her coming in and out, then she gets into this like black hole of just all her traumas. And I think that she would create something even if she was under the same roof as you guys, but it I, it, it does matter the in and out because then it, she would snap out of it when she sees you guys or the grandkids or the, you know, it's it, it would be easier. It's not that anything would go away, but it would definitely change her. I think her moods in, in general, her, her feeling safe, you know, her feeling, but again, we talked about this. She decided this, you know, <laughs> it's very difficult. Amazing, Nikki, that you said that, you know, when she was all there a hundred percent, many times I said, mom, why don't we, cause my dad was, you know, like really old and we were in and out, in and out, like we're here now, but she's in her apartment. She's down on the third floor. I'm on the seventh floor. It's sort of like living in a big two-story house, but it's not. And when she was all there, no, she wanted to be in her apartment. And, and, and what I've tried to do, I think I've done it, is, is respect her agency as long as I can. And then the question is, when do you then start acting like a parent and say, you know, mom? I'm sorry, but this is not the best thing for you. I know you don't understand it, but we're going to move in together. Literally under, we could have done that before, but she refused by, mind you, my mom is <laughs> strong-willed. And so when do you do that? When could you do that? Well, let's just come to an agreement right now that eventually you will come under our roof. What do you think? Yes, they've decided this and <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, we talk about this all the time. Like, when I'm looking for the next thing to move into the next place, whatever that may be, I'm always like, there has to be a fourth bedroom because that's it. Like, later, you know, it, it's starting to happen where, like, we're like, Mom, do you really need a place now? I mean, you do. Everyone needs their space. But I'm like, half the time you can be with Vane, half the time with me. And then so many things will be solved by doing that early on. Not too early, not too early, but, you know. You know what this phase is like right now? You know when you're, like, you're dating someone and then you're like practically living at their house and then you're like wow you really don't need one of these apartments but that apartment is there you know what i mean just in case because you need space and like one day you're like i'm sick of you today i'm going to sleep in my house that kind of situation so i can see mom having her apartment i love that <laughs> she's right next to me and we're talking, just about, talking about her She'll have her apartment, but she'll be with us. You can keep your apartment. Yes, exactly. But there's space in your house for whenever you want to come over or just sleepovers. And then eventually you could just live with us. And then you could still have your apartment for whatever. But, you know, it exists. Mom is like, what? But this is perfect because this is the point that when you actually don't need it, it's like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. What? Yes. Well, I'm not my mother 
in that way. And I, and I try to learn from my experiences and, um, you, but as I said, you know, Nene and I are like teenagers now. Uh, hello, I want my own apartment, but you know, there will come a time where we will make, and I, and I've told them already, I think we talked about this in a previous, you know, Nene and I, Carlos, um, are not making any financial decisions without including them, without asking them, without consulting with them. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I buy this? Should I buy that? Should, you know, so when the time comes and, you know, we're, not, we're just not going to let real estate sit there, obviously, we'll together, we'll make all these decisions. Point is, you have to talk about it early on. Like everything, everything is really just a talking about it and... Oh, like marriages and relationships and the whole freaking thing. You can't plan too much because you have to live in the moment, but you do have to talk about the future, right? And be on the same page of what you want. Yes. Um, I really, 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 really want to buy the house next door to begin to take over my block. I can't do that right now. Well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say can't because maybe tomorrow for some God knows reason, whatever. The point is I really want to do this. And eventually... You know, the family complex of my whole block could exist. You know, I have a fantasy. I want to make it a reality. You know, you just start connecting all these houses little by little. And you make a really big house. But they still feel kind of, you know, like individualized because, but they're all connected. You know, because one of the things going back, I'm going to go to you, Nikki. I know you have something to say, but I want to say something that off of what you were saying before, which is that at this point in your life, when you're in my and your situation where we have little kids, it's like there isn't a moment of quiet that doesn't exist. So essentially we have what old people need, which is they don't need that quiet, you know, like all the time they actually need to get out of it and they need to get unlonely and all the things. And like, we're like looking for space, like where can I have a moment to think for a moment, you know, and like that can all actually exist in a family complex, you know what I mean? Because it's all in the same thing. Fantasies, realities, I don't know. We're going to make it happen. It's going to happen. Nikki, you were going to say something. I don't remember if I told you guys this. I think I did, and I don't know if I said it ever in an episode. But it, I, I ha, get the AD magazines, um, Architectural Digest, and like last year there was one in Venice, and this is family that literally did that. So it can be done and it has been done. Not a lot of people do it. And some people think we're nuts and that's okay. But it's it's not all one house. They have created and everything is, there's a courtyard in the middle. There's like the pool and the, everyone can join in the middle outside. But they're, like the grandma has a building and the parents do. And then there's like this other area. And it's like these three structures that are connected but separate and it's brilliant i mean i was just like mind blown and it's amazing i want to actually connect the houses like through quarters yeah yeah like corridors i know that you're talking about separate entities with a courtyard but i want them connected because that way you can move from one to the other there's doors i think it stuff. was by yeah. like a hallway or a door i think it was but it was like you know you have your own you know great thing Everyone has their separate That's what I want. space. That's what I want. Amazing. I think that we are going to start wrapping up from this conversation because I don't think we're going to lead into menopause today. It's too weird. Well, we'll we talk can about talk time. about that next time. 
Let's talk about it next time because it's just like well, that's a whole too other weird. conversation. It's a whole other thing. Yes, it's like having a teenager again. By the way, as you know, I've been living here. We're both living with teenagers. I'm living with my mother, the teenager, and she's living with me, the middle-aged teenager. And it's actually a lot of hormones. Amazing to see how we both, like she said, I know everything and I know nothing, and we're so patient with each other. She goes off on these tangents, and I listen. I said, "Okay, she's going a little nuts now." But bueno, lejala. And she gets really uh, angry. And then, They're frustrated. Oh yeah, We're like oh, it's like living with my mother. Yeah. I said, "Oh my god, where am I?" Yeah. Uh, but I'm very patient, and she she's doing the same with me. I mean, her master bedroom is a it's not a mess because it's not messy, but I kind of took over a lot of the areas, and then. It is kind of funny how you go off on these things about like uh, getting out of particular work situations and then maman and then da 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 and I'm like ah! and I just have these like it's true I get these like little mini fits they're not so many I'm like they're they're just like I'm just like I'm just a bitch I'm just a bitch I'm I'm a bitch and I'm like okay this is who I am now I'm gonna face it this is what I got. So what I got for you. And I kind of find an amazing power in it. I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. Seriously, sometimes you say things. All right, lately. cool. Let's move on. I can't stand your fucking shit. Let's move on. But this is how I feel all the time. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? But even like like in a, a meeting or, or working, I'm like, she'll say something. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yes, I'm telling you. At work, it's actually great. It's great. At work, it's like amazing because you're like, oh, wait. You're bullshitting right now? No. Well, Sorry, both of you are Aries happen. and both of you are that like when something's not perfect and right. And so both of you have that. I'm more like, you know, but I get it. I get I, it. I, I also want to say that there's a difference between being mean. I never want to be mean and I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, I know. I also think that I'm bitchy now and I think that's fine. Let me clarify. In comparison to how she was or could be it's not she's just being very assertive yeah it's not really it's interesting how we say bitchy but the whole like if a man was doing this not they wouldn't be called a bitch they'd be called uh you know again assertive or or you know whatever leader you know so it's interesting that we we mind you i'm listening to this whole arc what's the archetypes is that the name of the podcast <laughs> But it's true, the, the Meghan Markle podcast. But um, but it's called, you know, it's called archetypes. And how we, and then like how men say, oh, that person's difficult to work with, or, a bitch. And we just, sometimes we do that to ourselves. It's very interesting. It's like, well, you know, you're not being a bitch. You're just <clears throat> doing the thing. If not, ask Lily <laughs> about what she thinks oh, yeah. when somebody's not doing their job. <sighs> it's really funny. I should say that really fast because it's really funny. Go say it, say it. Because it reminded me of my sister and my mom at work um, when she's on the phone. But uh, Lily came back uh, on Fridays. She has McDonald's. Maybe I did say this, but I'll say it again because I'm, I'm already there. So um, she she hates pickles in her burger. And so she's like, Ugh, Daddy, there is pickle in my burger. And I was like, okay, Lily, like I'll take it out. I'll take it out and I'll eat it. Like it's not a big deal. Okay. But I asked no pickles. And then John is like, look, I, it's not my fault. It says it here on the receipt. And I was like, okay, so we're, people are human and they make mistakes and they forgot. 
well, if you're if they're there doing their job, then do your job. And I was like, okay, all right. I think there's something in us, and I think this is what I want to talk about next week. There's something in us as women that starts out a certain way because I know that raising my daughter is different than raising my son mm-hmm. in the sense of they are different. Lily's different than Joaquin. The girls are different. If you go to an all-girls school, it's just different. And actually, they're intense. You know what I mean? And there's a lot happening and they're like very intense and super smart and like really advanced. And then like something happens along the way where all of that behavior is bitchy and you like soften and your emails become with smiley faces and like la-di-da and And then you're just like, you know what? I'm going to go back to myself here. And then suddenly it's like life and also your hormones make you not care. So then you're back. <laughs> you think the older you get, the filter starts to fade again, just like when you're a child, you know? But society makes you put all these filters and then they start fading away again. It's like this circle. Exactly. And imagine poor Mamang. I don't know what's happening there. All the filters are just, they're lifted from, you know, the different portions of the brain. There's just another animal. But we, we're going to end it. We're going to end this here. Not, not end everything. We're just going to end this podcast for today. <laughs> it just sounded very dramatic. So that's it for today. And we will pick up next time on Never the Empty Nest with Menopause. Lucky you. <laughs> I Ciao. We're done. With all of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to depart.